Sleepy Hollow is a place like no other. A place where the forces of good and evil collide for the fate of the world. Prophecies foretold witnesses destined to protect us all. But will they prevail? Armed with keen insight and the ability to see into dark realms, well, maybe, Karen and Jamie help decipher the witness prophecies. I am back. Yay. How are you? How are you doing, Karen? I'm good. How are you? All right. Did you miss me? Yes. Although Barb was a trooper. Oh, was she? Do the podcast in your place last week? Yeah, that was good of her to do that. It was. She was. She got to do her feedback, like actually on the show. I know. She was <laughs> really happy. It was awesome. So but I missed you. You did miss me, and I missed you. Yes. I was in um, parent-teacher conference purgatory. It's a weird purgatory created by a different demon, not Moloch. (laughs) I bet. And um, if you're a teacher, you're sent and you're in this purgatory. You just sit there at this desk when they keep bringing in more and more angry parents, and sometimes parents you don't children you don't even teach, Mm. and it just keeps going on and on like that until. Uh, you, you you exact a pound of flesh. Mm. They don't tell that you that when you go in to parent-teacher purgatory, parent-teacher conference purgatory, but w- after a while you figure it out and then once you cut off a pound of flesh, then they let you leave. Gross. <laughs> and I bet there's lots of tiny chairs and tiny desks. Well, I, I'm a high school teacher, so they're, they're pretty... Oh, okay. So normal pretty, size. Normal size. Yeah. Lots of graffiti then? Uh, I teach pretty good children, so no, not really a whole lot of graffiti. All right, that's good. That's so, good. but the parents are probably terrible. No, they're not terrible. <laughs> I mean, not terrible. Uh, not terribly terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's purgatory. It is purgatory, okay. and I, I'd rather be in Moloch's purgatory, honestly. To oh, tell you the truth. <laughs> snap. Yeah. Well, now you're here. Yes. And are we going to discuss Libby Hollow Season 2, Episode 17, The Awakening? Yes, we are. We Actually, are. Actually, we're not. We're going to talk about Awakening. Oh, Awakening, not The Awakening. There's no The on it. Yes. I know. I'm such a smart ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> I kept- that's, like, that's like the difference between being in California and riding on the 101 I know. Or, or the 405 and then coming to like Maryland and saying you're going to get on 695. Right. It's not the <laughs> 695 or the 95, right? Yeah. Well, the I kept putting an S on the end of it. Awakenings and I I had to kick myself because so I am correcting myself as well. Okay. Just awakening. so you know, it's not just you. It was awakening. It's awakening. So awakening. I thought there would be yoga in an episode where there's awakening. No, that was a couple episodes ago. I know. <laughs> well, this one was written by M. Raven Metzner, yes. who's done uh, Falling Skies and Daybreak. Currently doing both. Yeah, so, d- very busy currently person. Yes. busy, busy, busy. Yeah. And directed by our old buddy Doug Aronakoski. 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 It's good that you, because I was going to call him Aaron Nakukaki. Yeah. I know. I feel bad for doing that because I feel bad too. Aaron whenever I li- if Doug listens to us, I know we should know his name. Yeah, 
we're the worst. Sorry, Aranayakoski. Doug. Aranayakoski. Yeah. Doug okay. Aranayakoski. Okay. I have a question for you, Karen. Mm-hmm. And you got to be honest with me. Okay. What was your rating for this episode? Oh. Nine bobblehead gnomes. <laughs> Nine bobblehead gnomes. Great episode. Good episode. Great episode. Headed back in the direction it was last season episode. Surprise episode. That's why yes. it's good. And I gave it nine not-so-funny fish head out of water tails. <laughs> yep. Because there's someone who's out of water now, and it's not going to be as funny as yeah, Ichabod. Yeah, not so forward-thinking. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of that, it shows me they've come back to the bravery of writing they were doing at the beginning of the first season. So Agreed. Agreed. At the end of the first season, too. I mean, just, yes. yeah, the whole first season almost. And it makes me wonder if they wrote this and edited it a bit after people started talking about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I don't know. It, I, it feels like they self-edited. It does feel like they kind of um, they went back and did something. Yeah, because it's it's super different from the rest of this season. Um, I just I really loved it. Uh, well, there there was a lot of like anachronisms all throughout. Yeah, which was great about the whole first season. The, the what they did with the end shows they're not afraid to address the race issue. Yeah, which is what was going on at the beginning of the first season. You know, there was a couple comments Ichabod made at the beginning of that first season. They were like, "Whoa, I can't believe they're actually addressing this." Right. And this uh, is going to get personal. Yeah, this is going to be huge. Yeah. Huge. And I can't see it finishing up quickly. No. So, I mean, are they really going to bring her back next episode? Or is it going to no. continue into next season? Now, the only thing I'm afraid of is setting up a situation where the witnesses are separated at the end of each season. Yeah. And last time purgatory, this time time. Yeah. So. Well, technically they're going to be together, but sort it's not going to be the two that. Uh, Ichabod will think she's crazy. Uh, well, have you seen the preview? I have not seen the preview. Okay. He doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. Okay. No. Now. At some point in the episode, he doesn't think she's crazy. And the Katrina that's going to be in the past now is going to be an aware Katrina yes. of future events. Correct. So she will do everything she can to make sure Ichabod might think she's crazy or, or you know what I'm saying? Like get in the way of them two working together in the past. Correct. So yeah, she's not, she doesn't want him to live. Right. So, yeah. And that is not something I know. That is just something that they kind of made clear from this week's episode. Oh, yeah. She said, so, I'm, I'm going to make sure that you don't. Right. That she's going to stay with her baby and not save her husband. Yes. So that is what we know. However, from the preview, Ichabod apparently, you know, he, he she says something to him that um, makes him believe her and they decide they're going to work together. 
oh, in okay. the past. So okay. that's in the preview. I'm hopefully not spoiling anything because it was shown at the end of the show. I don't think you are. I think if people okay. watched it, I mean, I had to watch it on Hulu, so. Okay. And I could have easily watched the preview because they had the previews on Hulu, but, right. you know. Yes. So this episode was was very interesting, though. We had a loss and, in my eyes, a gain. Right. You know. Um, right. Well, the sort of loss. We lost a big bad. And he's also kind of back. Yeah. If you yeah. count the fact that they went back in the past and he hasn't been born yet. And we know that we know that on this show, dead doesn't mean dead. Correct. So that doesn't mean John Noble won't be back. Right. You know, because, because we changed the past now. And, and and here's what I'm thinking. She has Jeremy in the past, right? Mm -hmm. She decides to stay with him, but for some reason, her plans to make sure that Ichabod dies are foiled. Um, and he he does still be remain a witness. It still wakes up in the future. Um, but for some reason, she does something for her and Jeremy where her and Jeremy will then be together again in the future. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because well, I don't think they want to get rid of John Noble completely. Here's my thought is that they're all going to jump into the future because um, Abby's going to have to jump into the future. She's not going to be put to sleep and wake up. Stay. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're going to have to like, you know, take a spell back into the future, back to the future, as it were. So they probably will have to do that. I, I, I see that happening. But then how do we get John Noble back? Um, as a baby, and then he somehow gets aged. There's an aging spell that brings him back. Maybe, I don't know. That that would have to be fleshed out. Yeah, and that, but they would want John be... Noble back. I'm assuming. As I mean, John Noble brings actor. in a he brings in a huge audience. Yeah, you know, like he brings in all the fringe people. There's a million ways that they could do that. Yeah. So. That, or, you know, going back into the past somehow resets his death. Yeah, maybe. I could see that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or you somehow know, she does she does something to change events in the future. Yeah, there there could be a million different ways they could do it. I mean, I wasn't expecting this at all. Um You know I was. Didn't I call it that, you know, she was going to be pulled to Henry? Well, yeah. But this? Well, I mean, I didn't call this. I didn't yeah. call, like, you know, Yeah, I mean, we were, we were kind of on the right track with things. But here's the deal. We thought, okay, Barb and I talked last week. And we were thinking, and I guess we'll go over it again here because, you know, I've been... My head has been back and forth on this. Barb and I, the, here's our last opinion was that um, Katrina and and Jenry Warman were going to unite, but it was Jeremy that was going to try and get her to come over for his gain, not to be partners, but because he needed her power in order to do whatever he needed to do and he she was going to become a pawn. Well, we never got to see that play out. Right. And I and I'm still convinced that that might have been his end game no matter what. Okay. 
So you know what I mean? You still think that he was he might have been playing her. Oh God, yeah. But I don't think she was buying into that at all. I think she was going to just be. Oh, I mean, there was a cheesy line she said towards the end, which I thought was kind of delivered a little awkwardly uh, when Ichabod and Abby were tied up. And she was like, come on, Jenry, join your hand with mine. And she was like, why why stop at Sleepy Hat Hollow when we can have so much more? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, does she become drunk with power that quickly? Well, you know. Um, well, I think she sees, you know, hey, I can have my coven back. And she saw the power of her coven. And she had nothing in the future. Nothing. All she saw was pain. And, you know, her son is taken away. Her husband is taken away. Essentially, you know, her husband has these other priorities. Right. And these other possible, you know. Things. Women. (laughs) Yeah. Or woman. Even if they, they don't seem to be romantic possibilities at the moment. They're at least something that takes him away from her. You know, uh, she probably is jealous, but she's not quite sure where to channel that jealousy. Right, because it's not like Ichabod's done anything to um, make her think that she should be jealous of Abby or any other women. Right, but there's still that sort of, she's still monopolizing his time. So she's sort of like a, she's sort of like a woman scorned in a way. Mm-hmm. Like she's basically like I fought this battle and I fought this war and I thought all of it was going to work out in a way that Ichabod and I would be back together again and all she's getting is a bunch of disappointment. She's pulled into the future which she doesn't seem to like. Right. Um talk about a fish out of water. Uh she's lost her son who she tried to get back. Uh her husband and her have a distance between the two of them because he's actually embraced the future unlike her. And now we find out this episode that she was promised something by General Washington that, that she did not get. Right. So she has a lot to be angry about. Sure. Which I'm not surprised that she's she's gone this direction. And she was held hostage. Yep. For all those times. And she offered to be a spy for them. And they don't seem to be entirely thankful for that. I mean, there's a lot that's gone on since she was pulled into this time that I can see where she might be kind of warped from it. And and she wants to be with her son. So, I mean, yeah, it's a quick turnaround. I get that. But I also get where she could, you know, hey, at least if I had a coven, they'd have to be my family. Right. Someone would have my back. Right. Whereas these people don't seem to want to take my back. And, you know, Jeremy has said all the right things. So. And I think he knows he was saying all the right yeah, things. Yeah, I think so too. You know. But, and then, you know, if she wants to go along with it, he'll probably go along with it too, you know. Right. And so we haven't addressed the issue of what we were calling this episode because of why Jeremy came to her. The, the bell. Oh, ring my bell. We haven't talked about that. Ring and and my and bell, bell. Ring, ring my, my bell. bell. Um, I mean, think so. We 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 did see that a bell was being rung, 
at the beginning of the episode and people were turning into kind of what Katrina turned into in a uh, couple episodes ago with the um, the warlock and the white eyes. Right. And uh, the guy from that thing you do. Yes. That, <laughs> yes, that warlock you do. Um, and uh, and so Jeremy was trying to ring the bell and make people's inner witch come out. Right. You know, and he wasn't powerful enough, so he needed his mother. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is why I still think he was manipulating her for his ends, because really he just wants to, you know, have a bunch of powerful witches around him so he can like terrorize the world. Sure. Um, and so, you know, where it's my all witch of, is at? <laughs> where my witch is at? Oh, we should have <laughs> named it that. <laughs> where my witch is at? <laughs> um, that's a good title. It is. Um, but, and the thing about this is like the, 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 the bell and the, the waking up of all these witches kind of, plays into the concept of time that was filtering all throughout this episode. A man out of time, a woman out of time, ringing the bell at a particular time. Like they had to wait till a particular time when her, her powers would be at their peak. Right. And it had, had something to do with the moon. So the time was a big, big thing in this episode. Yep. Um, and I'm surprised if they're going to play a Rolling Stones song at the end. Yeah. And... S- Instead of um, sympathy for the devil, why not time is on my side? Well, because they're mirroring the pilot. That's yeah. really the only reason. I know. Yeah, that would mean it was at the, be- at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And But it would have been better if as soon as you see Katrina, you hear, time yeah. is on my side. Yeah, they switched. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, um, I agree. That would have been a way better thing for them to do. But... uh I don't know. Like, I don't even know where I was going with this. That mirroring thing was brilliant, though. Yes, it was. Seriously. And I went back and and watched both scenes. Yeah. They are literally a mirror of each other. Oh, really? They both bend down and feel the road. Then a car, and I'm doing air quotes, goes by. In her case, it's a horse and carriage. Then... The song plays and the crow, it's almost at the same time. And then the sign. Okay. And then handcuffs and jail. Oh, wow. All happen. So are Ichabod and, not Ichabod, are Abby and Katrina some w- weird way connected? Are they trying to say that they're like mirror opposites of each other? Are they trying to say that they're both going to be at some point in time Ichabod's desire? I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. But at the very least, the witnesses apparently have to go through that same trial of yes. being in each other's times, being yes. fishes out of water, as it were. I want to know how they're going to deal with that. Well, he dealt with it pretty well, I think. But she is not going to have a good time at all. She's got no service. Well, there's that. <laughs> um, service is going to be a word that doesn't mean the same thing to her as it means for anyone else. No, it's not. It's not at all. Things are not going to be fun for her if she stays there. I mean, if she stays there, then she's going to have to do a lot of masquerading because Ichabod's going to have to shelter that 
big time. Yeah, he's going to have to like bring her into his household as a slave. A slave for like you said it. I did. You said it. I did. Sorry, that's. <laughs> Yeah. It's going to have to be that way because even in the North, it was still like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or exactly. a servant. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were free slaves that were servants back then, I guess. Yeah. There, I mean, there were, f- yeah, free black people that were, that were mostly, that's the kind of work they got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still, mm. They had to have papers and, and, you know, that would also be a mirror because they had to get him fake papers as well. Remember? Yes. Yeah, they did. Hmm. That's interesting. Show me your papers. The police ask. Hmm. Yeah. And of course, you know, he asks to see Abby. I'll only speak to Abby to Lieutenant. Yes. And she says, I'll only speak to Captain Crane. Crane. So, yeah, there's a huge mirror. But, I mean, that one, the, the opening scene of them waking up in the other century is exactly a mirror. And, by the way, Justina, I'm going to call her out right now because you'll listen to her feedback. But this is something I had already written down in my handwritten notes the the uh, mirroring of the scene and she has it in her feedback but I did it first Justina okay just I just want you to know and I <laughs> I tweeted her and I said you totally stole my thunder in your feedback and it's gonna look like I'm copying her but I'm not and now it just looks like you're trying to say you did it first <sighs> so it doesn't look like <laughs> how about I'm sure Justina and I can agree that we came up with it at the same time when we watched hey. the episode. Hey, Karen, I got your back and we don't need a coven well, for it. Well, just so you know, she tweeted me back and she said that it's because we taught her how to watch it a certain way. Oh, there you go. It's because she listens to our podcasts and and she uh, watches it in a way that she gets stuff like that now. Not only are we entertainment, but we are education. Education. Edutainment. Edu- oh, I think you just coined a new word. No, that's not a new that's word. A, that's a new podcast. <laughs> Edutainment. <laughs> Sounds horrible. The way you should watch your movies and TV shows. Edutainment. Edutainment. <laughs> Helping you find all the Easter eggs in your favorite <laughs> that's TV right. show. The movies. more you know. Do, do, do. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... That's some of the stuff we love, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, I'm guessing. But there were a couple things I hated in this. Okay. What did you hate? One of them was, I don't think that Irving got the justice he deserves in this episode. As no. in, his storyline didn't do him justice at all. No, no. And the thing is, is for him to be jerked around so much... Mm-hmm. And then all he does is spit up the black smoke monster from Lost. Right. I mean, come on. And then there's a big hug afterwards and blah. Right. Uh, I mean, Jenny's about to turn him to stone. I would have preferred they turn him to stone and have to get him out of it. Right. Me too. That would have been, that would have been like way better because that would have been something else to accomplish in the future. Right. Because last season, everybody was in peril. And that was fun to see how they got out of it. Right. Why couldn't we do that? And 
Do you get some weird sense that, um, I mean, I know Irving's married and he has kids, but do you get some weird sense that they're trying to put uh, Jenny and Irving together in some sort of weird romantic thing? Mm, I don't know. I mean, why does she care so much? I think that, I think that they're like a buddy team, sort of. I think they just kind of fall together that way. I don't get a romantic vibe from them. Okay. Maybe I was just reading too no, much. No, in- I see where you're going with it. They've kind of... I don't think they've hinted at it so much as they've leaned in that direction. Like, they've actually said stuff like that before. When his daughter came to the precinct, are you dating my father? And uh, she said, oh, no, I don't even like cops. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So you're they, right. they have leaned away from it, but they've also paired them together a lot. Yes. So I don't know what they're doing there, but they've they've put them together a lot. So is it like a buddy thing? or I, I, I mean, Holly's gone. I know. So, so upset. So Jenny might need a romantic interest? I don't know. Let's hope that Holly comes back next season. Yeah, let's hope he does. For your sake. For your sake. I like him. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. Yeah. He's always good for an exciting little episode. Sure. But, um, but yeah. Plus, you know, he's a good acquirer. (laughs) Yes. He gets gets all the artifacts you need. That's right. Yeah, but I I definitely was getting a romantic vibe between those two. There was a bit of of an angst between them, I thought. That she Something. didn't want to hurt him. Yes. But then, you know, he was talking about his family and there was that too. So, mm. you know what weird. I, you know what I didn't like about this episode? Of all the people who are like dormant witches. Yeah. Why are they all of a sudden white eyed evil witches? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, why? Well, because that bell only calls the evil ones. Are you sure? I'm just, I'm spitballing. It's spitballing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because obviously that's what happened to Katrina a couple episodes ago when she embraced her dark side, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's what's happening to all these people. So does that just mean every witch that's dormant out there is just an evil witch waiting to get in touch with the dark side and like, mm. you know. Just the ones that that bell calls. Let's and, just think that that's what the deal is. Okay. Well, they should have said that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I really wanted Jeremy, Henry, Jenry to mm-hmm. call himself. I wanted him to call himself a mudblood so badly. <laughs> I wanted him to say, I can't do it, mother, because I'm a mudblood. <laughs> You're so weird, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the bell. Yes. I was so frustrated. But I'm glad they kind of got out of it. Really? Really? You cracked the Liberty Bell? He knows everybody. He knows everybody and he cracked the Liberty Bell because he knew it was like a a witch call bell. (sighs) Really? At least they got out of it and saying that, no, he didn't break the Liberty Bell. He broke a A Liberty Liberty Bell. Bell. Okay. And I went, all right. And by the way, I got a clip from there and... I named the clip. Of course he cracked it. 
<laughs> That's what I named it. I named them something so I mean, that I remember what they are. Now Ichabod doesn't just know famous people from history. He knows famous things, things from right. history. Right. Well, he already did the tea from the tea party. Right. And now he knows the bell from the Liberty Bell. Oh, well, okay, the cast from yes. the Liberty Bell and the tea from the tea party. Yes. And then, of course, he knows Daniel Boone, <laughs> which is the worst. And uh, The worst. Jefferson. Jefferson. Adams. Washington. Washington Franklin, Franklin. Who else? All of them. Yeah. All of them. Adam Adams's wife. Of course. Oh yes, because she's yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on now. Craziness. So yeah, they, I hope next season they kind of like quell that a little bit. Well, we we were hoping that this season they would, and they got even weirder with it. And, and honestly, they've kind of set themselves up for a perfect situation where they don't have to do the flashbacks through Ichabod anymore. Now they can do them through Abby. <laughs> and now they can just do them straight in real time. They sure you know? can. And now Abby can, like, start a revolution. My other nitpick, okay, is that, um, and I've had this the entire series, is how enlightened Ichabod has been uh, with... Lieutenant Mills mm -hmm. um, and how enlightened he'll be when he goes back into the past because um, or when we go back in the past and see him in the past because you know we read about these these founding fathers and all these people and and how we, we, we kind of deitize them because they created our country or whatnot and wrote the constitution and declaration of independence and stuff um, and we think they're big thinkers but these are men who were very much products of their time, mm -hmm. right? Even Jefferson owned slaves. Sure. You know, even Washington had slaves. And treating someone of color in that time as if they shouldn't be would not be something that would be uh, a th uh, like, I mean, I guess there was a debate within the constitution about whether or not to continue the practice of slavery, right? but there would never have been the notion of treating people of color equally. Correct. You know well, what I mean? He didn't even have a choice of whether to treat her equally or not, but he would have looked upon her differently, I think. But again, right. it's a TV show. It's a TV show. And that's the thing. I mean, I get that, but yeah. It's it's a for me as a history teacher it's a giant I leap. I know. It's a giant leap, you know, like obviously like last last week um when we saw um Jefferson and his projection with his soul, he he would have been like surprised. He was like, "Oh. Ichabod, I see you're still He would have said something about I see I see slavery still exists, you know. He said something like that. Well, you know? Barb and I were talking about that and he wouldn't have been able to interact with our century. No, he wouldn't have been. So maybe he <laughs> wouldn't even... As a hologram. He wouldn't even have seen Abby. Correct. He would have only been able to interact with... He would have only it, had like stock answers. Are you sure about that? Yes. His, his soul. We like, don't even have that now. 
I know we don't, but come on. These were the the enlightened deities. It's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. They don't even have that kind of thing on Star Trek. No. <laughs> he would have had stock answers like, uh, if you wish to speak to uh, Jefferson, yes. please press one. Yes. If you wish to receive answers about the weird vampiric... Vampire, <laughs> I can't even speak. Yeah, yeah. Vampire-like ghouls in the in the dungeon. Please press two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are my nitpicks. Yeah. Last week about this week. You know. Yeah, and mine is that I wish they'd done a little bit more with Irving, and um, I I kind of go back on the Liberty Bell thing because they did they backed off of it. Yes. And then it's not the Liberty Bell. Um, but there were some ridiculous things through the season. So I, I kind of rolled my eyes with this one a little bit just because of all the other stuff. You know what I've been wondering? Have they been listening to our podcast? <laughs> I always wonder that. I I don't think we're alone in these things. So they may have been watching Twitter. Yeah, they may like have been. That, so. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of chatter. So maybe not just us. Maybe <laughs> everyone. I like to think it all revolves around us, Karen. I know. We can think that if you want. I like to believe that we are the center of the fandom universe. Yeah, that's it. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And all theories and ideas. Rolled s- into one. Stream out from us. Is that it? Yes. Okay. No, not really. That's okay. uh, that's my delusion of Grand Grand. that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what should we talk about? Uh, foreshadowing predictions. Okay. Next week. Well, like I said, I spoiled the bean. I spoiled the beans? Spilled the beans. Spilled the beans. Spilled and spoiled the beans because you were I, talking about a TV show, so you gave a spoiler okay. while you spilled the beans. Both. What you he did said. Both. Yes, you um, did both. About the fact that he believes her. Yes. And that she saves him from dying and and scoops him away. So there's that. But I do think that the rift between, and this is my guess, the rift between Katrina and Ichabod is going to be completely breached next week. Here's something I didn't even think about. Katrina's going back in time with the knowledge of what is going to happen to Abraham. Mm-hmm. What if, well, I guess at this point in time, though, he would have already been made the horseman, wouldn't he? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. So what if she tries and stops Abraham from becoming the horseman and runs off to Abraham to be in Abraham's arms? Yeah, maybe. What if she brings Abraham back to the future maybe. with his head on? Yeah. See, because um, from what I know, Abby saves Ichabod. So he never is in the fight with Abraham. Ah, so then he never ends up getting the spell put on him where he wakes up 200 years later. Right. So they do have to jump back in time. So I'm not quite sure where things happen. So does that mean we'll see a scene where uh, Ichabod in the future is talking to Jenny and then he kind of like disappears like a la Back to the Future? I don't know. 
Oh, man. Time travel. I know. Makes, makes my head hurt. It does me, too. It depends on what kind of time travel they go with. Because, you know, it's all theoretical. Yeah. But I would, I, I would say at this point they're probably going to have to jump into the future through a spell. Right. Um, I'm guessing yes. I'm thinking Abraham's coming back with... Uh, oh, my gosh. Maybe that's how she gets Abraham's soul back into the Abraham that's in the future. I, I have no idea. <laughs> we'll find out next week. We'll find out. No. Well, we'll find out some of it next week. Some of it, yes. It's going right? to be over. I know. Next week's the season finale. Yes. And the odds of it coming back are like 99.99%. Just so you, you guys know. A lot of people are saying, oh, it really needs to come back next week. I mean, next season. It's it's coming back next season. Yeah, they're getting enough ratings for Monday night. Yeah. That I can't imagine. I honestly can't imagine. What is Fox going to put in its place? Nothing. You know, so it's coming yeah, It's back. coming back. Um, every website I've seen that does predictions has said it's a, it's a lock. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that, I think but, that there's going to have to be some sort of an alliance in the past. And I think there's going to be some sort of tie up next week but I don't think obviously I don't think it's going to be completely tied up so what about I, you I just hope well my hope and I'm hoping that we don't stay in the past forever yeah you know oh I mean? yeah like I'm hoping it's not like you know I don't know if they're going to end up back in the future next episode which I don't know if they should do that because it'll be the season finale but I don't want it to come back next fall and there's they spend five episodes with Abby in the past. So how would you feel if, like, in the last ten minutes they jumped into the future and everything's different and that's where it ends? That would be cool. And we that just don't be, know who they're fighting or what or whatever. That would be cool, too, because then it's like now they're both fish out of water in the future. Right. Right now, now Abby got to experience being a fish out of water in the past, and now they both can be experienced being fishes out of water in the future. And if they have to jump into the future through a spell, and Ichabod doesn't wake up, we get to go back through Ichabod relearning everything about the future. Mm-hmm. Which, right? I don't know. If that's a good thing. No, it would show. be okay. I think it would be okay. I think he'd learn quickly. Yeah. And um, think of all the people that could be alive again. The sheriff. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. The possibilities are yeah. endless. John Cho doesn't have a show anymore. No. So he could be back. Andy could come back. The, they did a flash of Andy. They did a flash of a lot of people this this episode. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of possibilities for next week's episode. There is, isn't there? So, um, we're... And she mentioned Doctor Who, so maybe the doctor shows up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Matt Smith? Maybe they'll end up on a desert island out in the middle of nowhere, or deserted island in the middle of nowhere with, you know, the tropical with a polar bear. Yeah, and a smoke monster? And a smoke monster. 
Well, we've already seen the smoke monster. <laughs> yeah, we have. And then they go to the other side of the island and there's a guy in black and a guy in white. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly, Jeremy was the smoke monster. <laughs> now, now we're going to know if Daryl listens to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we are, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I don't think we really need to get into like the the dribs and drabs of this episode, do we? No, we don't need to. We've talked about it for 40 minutes. Yeah, we have. We I think it's time we move on to anachronisms. Okay. Um yeah, let's do that. Do you want to play the feedback first or the anachronisms? Which one? Uh I really like the anach I think we should do the whole the feedback for the last so people can hear themselves at the end. Okay. So the anachronisms. Yes. And then the feedback. Okay. Um which one do you want first? It doesn't matter. Surprise me. Surprise you. Yes. Mm. Okay. Here's the first part of the episode then. I had no idea that a man out of time was itself such a time-worn literary trope. Oh, sure. Doctor Who, Connecticut Yankee, Marty McFly. This goes on. Here I thought I was rather unique. Well, don't worry. I've only one in the nonfiction section. Nice. <laughs> I like that one. Me too. Now, let's see. Um, how about this one? My good man, could you direct me to the store quadrant where I might find flint and steel? Uh, is that a CD or cologne? Because we don't care either. A lighter. Modern marble. Right by checkout. Lighters require refueling, for his flint and steel can always be relied upon. Now, I appreciate the modern world, but sometimes old school is the best school. Oh, batteries. <laughs> I love that. I want to know how you work at a hardware store and you don't know what flint and steel are. Yeah, he's an idiot. I mean, Although, come on. have you ever been in a Hope Depot? Yeah, I have. Okay. 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 Point taken. Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. Um, here's one of my favorites. What, pray tell, are seasonal items? It's a thing. People decorate their lawns for different holidays. Uh, flashing hearts for Valentine's, animatronic ghosts for Halloween, and Christmas is like Super Bowl of lawn deco. Which holiday requires monopedal pink birds and a band of barbait pygmies? Arbor Day. Arbor Day. Arbor Day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then here's my, of course he cracked it. <laughs> oh, gosh. This bell was cast from the same mold as that famous one in Philadelphia. How can you be sure? Distinct crown, double band along the waist. And the fact that I cracked the original. The original? As in you cracked the Liberty Bell? A little. A little. A little. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Of course you cracked it. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> and then we have two pieces of feedback. We have one from Barb and one from Justina. So let's go in alphabetical order. Okay. And we'll hear from Barb first. 
Hi, Karen and Jamie. This is Barb calling in with feedback on this week's Sleepy Hollow Epi, Awakening. I'll give this epi seven mother and child reunions. This story had more twists and turns than a maze, which was both interesting and confounding. Here are my random thoughts. We learned that Jenry Warman only wanted to rule the coven with Mommy and live happily ever after. No ulterior apocalypse motives. It was a bit anticlimactic to see him turn to dust and likely disappear from the show, although I don't think anyone is ever really dead on Sleepy Hollow. John Noble, you will be missed. Good Frank, bad Frank, good Frank, bad Frank. After watching the smoke monster exit his body, I expected to see him die too because, after all, he was dead. But I guess he lives to fight whatever season three monster appears. When Jenny fired her gun at him, I thought, silly girl, you can't kill a dead guy. Katrina, well, Jamie, you must be doing a happy little jig at this point. But I felt the transition from good to evil over the past few weeks has been forced. I expected her to be just going along with Jenry Warman, and then she would save the day at the last minute, but that didn't happen. This also implies that Inkabod has very poor people sense since he married her, and he has not demonstrated that poor judgment at all during this series. That's a pretty big hand wave for me. Sending Abby back in time was a nice twist, but will Katrina now decide not to save Inkabod and change history? Will that change the entire premise of the show, that they are fighting the apocalypse as witnesses? This trope has been used over and over in the past few years on numerous TV shows, and when I saw it, I just groaned. I hope the writers can find a new twist on this. This is the main reason that I reduced my rating this week. I'll be interested to see how the writers end the season next week and what the setup is for season three. My anachronism for this week? That had to be in the hardware store with the plastic pink flamingos and the garden gnomes. But I also enjoyed Abby telling Inkabod, don't worry, you're the only one in the nonfiction section. That's it for this week. This is Barb signing out and silently honoring our departed Jenry Warman, for whom the bell tolls. Ooh, nice. that's a nice title right there, yeah, too. It is. It is. Oh, wow. Well, Barb, I have to say, um, well, first I showed her a picture of them in the hardware store last week, which is why she dug that with the flamingos and all. It was one of the promo photos. And she was laughing at that big time. Um, but I really do think that Katrina turned this season because of all the stuff she was put through. Um, I don't think she was that way when they got married. No, I don't think she was either. So I'm not trying to be contrary, Barb. I'm just saying I think that she's not the same person that he married. Because people change. People change. Seasons change. People do. Ch -ch 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 changes. Turn and face the ch -ch -ch changes. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I love that song. Um... Yeah, so I I do think it's weird. It, it's not exactly right, but right. I can see where she's not the same person that he married. So, yeah, I guess. Okay, so here is Justina. And again, Justina and I, simpatico. 
Hi, this is Justina calling in for Witness Prophecies. My cranism of the week takes place when Ichabod is shopping and looking at all the lawn decorations and the lawn gnomes, and Abby tells him that Christmas is the Super Bowl of lawn decorating. I love that whole section. I really like the um, mirror effect they're doing with the storyline where they used the same music as they did in the pilot. Abby gets thrown into jail, like Ichabod gets thrown into jail in the pilot. And I just really like the way they're flipping the storyline on its head. I wonder if Jeremy getting reborn now will make him good. But more interesting than that is how much going into the past to start over with Jeremy will affect the current timeline. I'm so excited for how much fun this could be. I really, really hope that Fox gives us a season three. Have a great week. We're going to get a season three. We're going to get a season three. Season four, I'm not sure, but season three, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're we're on the same wavelength there. Yeah. Big time. And I think you and Barb are kind of on the same wavelength when it comes to some stuff. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And also, vice versa. Everybody loves that scene from the hardware store. Everybody. You know, it made me realize that um, Christmas is like the Super Bowl of lawn decorating. It and, is. And I should know because I live in a town here in Baltimore where there's one block that is world-renowned. People come from all over the world to see this one block. Really? And it just so happened it's, it's called 34th Street. Mm. Oh, yes. So, As in a miracle hey. on? Yes. I see. I didn't know that was in Baltimore. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Crazy. You cannot drive in my neighborhood for the month of December. Like, basically, I go to work and I come home and that's all I do. I think I'd just hole up. That's pretty much all I do. I just hole up. If I could work from home, I would. Mm. (laughs) But I can't teach remotely. Yeah, but you can't teach kids from home. Yeah. No. Maybe in the future. Ten years from now. Well, see if you can get a witch to send you into the future. (laughs) (laughs) So should we let people know how to send us feedback for the last episode? Let's do that, please. We'd love to get like a huge episode worth of feedback. Yeah, like Um, season finale feedback. Sure, because we could do an extra episode. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Um, So our deadline, let's do it as early as possible on Wednesday morning. Um, So Wednesday, 10 a.m.-ish, 11 a.m.-ish? Sometime before noon. Yeah, before noon on ten a, or on Wednesdays. Yep. Um, we have a That's, phone number. It's uh, 304-837-2278. And also goldenspiralmedia.com forward slash feedback. And there's all kinds of ways to leave feedback on that page. You can send us an email, an audio file. You can record a voicemail through that webpage with SpeakPipe. Can they find us on Twitter? They can. Several different ways. Um, at Witness Prof GSM. I am at Alaveria, A L E V E R I A. And you are at Parish Da Thought. Yes. And you can always go out on Facebook and become a fan of Golden Spiral Media or 
uh, join the Witness Prophecies group that we have on Facebook as well. Yep, just look up Witness Prophecies. We're right there. Yes. That's right. So get in touch with us like Barb, Justina. We've had a few other people this season send us feedback, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, I'll Either I or Jamie will read your text if you type a text and anything, whatever. You know, put it on Facebook. We'll read it. Yeah, Shrug. send us send us tweets. We'll read the tweets. Exactly. Did, oh, I thought we got a tweet. Let me look. Yes, we did. Okay. Tada Schwa. Looks like Katrina has full on drunk the Kool Aid Wowzer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. I forgot about that. Hi, dot Tada Schwa. So, can you give me some spoilers, Karen? I can. Okay. They're not big, so don't worry about turning the channel, <laughs> even though there's not really a channel. Um, Tempest Fugit is the name of next week's episode, and I don't know why I knew the title of next week's episode. I don't know why I didn't get that there was going to be a time jump, because right. Tempest Fugit means time flies. Is that Latin? Yes, it is Latin. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow, 218, season finale, Time Flies, Tempest Fugit. Season two of the Spellbinding series comes to a dramatic close, leaving Sleepy Hollow and its residents forever changed. Familiar faces will perish and a key relationship will implode beyond repair in the all-new Tempest Fugit season finale episode of Sleepy Hollow, airing Monday, February 23rd on Fox. So there is going to be changes in the future. That's what it sounds like. Forever changed and familiar faces will perish and a key relationship will implode. Now that key and relationship, would that be Ichabod and Abby? See, no, I think it's Ichabod and Katrina. But that already imploded. Mm, they're still married in the past. So maybe that will implode in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he's still in love with her in the past. Okay. He doesn't know any better. Yeah, he doesn't, does he? Mm -mm. Oh, poor Ichabod. The heartbreak he's, he's about to get. I know. And it's going to be hard for him to take it because he doesn't know. Right. So she, well, you know, I think Abby's going to say something and then Katrina's going to crush him. Yep. It's not going to be good. Well... I think I'm all talked out. Yeah, I know. Me too. I can't wait for next week. Honestly, I think that's the deal is I just want to get on with next week. Yeah, I know. Right? I mean, isn't bring, that... <laughs> bring it on, baby. I want to end this so that we can watch it next week right now. <laughs> they should have made it a two-hour season finale. Yeah, well, I'd be okay if we got all this and then also a two-season, a two-hour season finale. <laughs> yeah. And then five more episodes. <laughs> as long as this came before that, because this one was so good. Why couldn't we have this all season? That would have been great. Right? Yeah, it definitely would have been great. All right. So um, this was great. It was lovely having you back, Jamie. And you're coming back next week, right? Yes, I'm definitely going to be here next week. Would you miss next week? What are you, crazy? Yeah, please. Let's I, not. I, I will move mountains good. to make it here in time for next week. Good, good. Yay. So no I getting not, sucked into paintings. 
Or being in parent-teacher conference purgatory. No, no getting sent back in time. None of that. No, okay. okay. I will make sure to stay away from time warps or holes or witches that with spells. Or paintings or any of that stuff. Or desks or whatever. Yes. Okay. So it's a date then next Wednesday. Okay. And I say it's a date with you guys too. Hope you guys come out. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.